off season. Let's keep it tall. Y'all ain't fucking with my man. And don't check your watch. All right. Welcome to an off season podcast. This is the zoo with Nick and Zach. We're howdy. Coming, howdy. We're coming at you with the second annual town hall preview. Uh, some very important stuff we're talking about in preparation for our town hall tomorrow at 7 o'clock on Google Meet. You all got sent a calendar invite, so check your email. It's the off season. It's the off season, baby. But that's also a word we don't like to use because we're transitioning to a dynasty league where there is no off season. Trades can happen. Waiver wire pickups can happen. Is it fair to say that that word is now a cancelable word? Can yeah, you get canceled for using that word? Yeah, I think. Where would you rank it among cancelable words? Near the bottom. Okay. I think there are a lot of really bad words we could use to get canceled, mm. but we'll just call the off season like a soft cancel. Gotcha. Okay. So moving forward, let's call it. You know, let's just not use it. There is, there's nothing where we would need to replace it. There's no. There's no X season from here on out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we're always in it. We're always making trades, making moves, money moves. Um, Austin's going to have 300 trades in the next calendar year after we draft. So, um, yeah, this is the town hall preview. But before we get into kind of the vision for the town hall and some of the things that we need to be thinking about as members, let's just talk about you know, not the elephant in the room, but let's get a little bit of closure with how this, you know, our group text is called TLOZ 2.1. Like we're, that league is dead and blown up. And the other text is actually, the other text is pretty much, I mean, it has a word that the name of it, sorry, I'm, I'm losing my, I got the vaccine yesterday, so I'm feeling. He's on his booster and he is just. I'm feeling a little off, but. I will say the the name of the other text, you know, if you're in it, it's kind of like the name of a a dead text in 2022, the name Wordle. Yeah. Like, I mean, Wordle is dead. That text is dead. Yeah. It's, and that's a good, a good connection. Like it is, it's kind of yesterday's news, but how are you feeling, Zach? I know without getting too, too emotional and, you know, using too strong of words, um, just the transition from what has been the last four years of our life to now moving into a dynasty. How are you feeling about that? I mean, gosh, can we cut that part, this part? No. I'm really out of it, guys. But, yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel I'm cautiously optimistic for this upcoming season. Um, I really, I'm really excited about the people that we've added. I'm excited for Joe, Max, Chris. It feels like Joe's always been a part of the league. I'm excited, even though he hasn't been. But can't wait to see Chris and Max in, in action. And then, do we add one more? Am I missing no, something? That, those were the three. Those are the three. It, it really feels like we added half of the but league. But I got to admit that, like, I was pretty – I was down in the dumps for a while about losing Dave and Mitch and Dylan Um as much as, and I know there's one other person I'm not thinking of. Duncan, no, that's it. No, Duncan's that's in it. it. Damn, yeah, it's not home. too bad. It is crazy. I mean, I hate to give them, we should probably cut this part, but they those are three champs. Yeah, I know. That's kind of wild. And I think that's what kills me the most is that I had a chance to shut up Dylan and I never, I never got to. So hopefully there'll be new enemies. I know that there'll be new enemies created. I know there'll be new rivalries. And really, above all else, I'm just excited to... Um, 
to play a season with the boys and to get to get this thing going. So what about you, Nick? Yeah, I I mean I, I loved the league that we had and when you think about it in all reality, it's the league that we're still in. Like it's still the legend of Zeladon and we joke with the two point one, but we're losing a little bit. We're losing the, honestly, like a level of animosity. Like dealing with Mitch and trades was just infuriating and crazy. Um, oh, we lost Will. That was the other. But Taylor just took his spot back. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Will. So, um, yeah, fatalities nonetheless. They're all league champions, and we respect them. But, you know, the league... The league had to burn down for the Phoenix to rise from the ashes. Mm. So mm. I am I'm I'm happy with where we're at. I think we've made progress, even though it doesn't seem like progress. It seems like fighting and bickering and voting on new members and all that stuff. Like we are we are here and we're approaching the town hall, which just precedes mm. the draft and the rookie draft and all that comes with starting up a dynasty. So I'm I'm really I'm very excited to get into just being in fantasy and being in fantasy 24-7, yes, 365. Yes, yes. Like, that can is I just going to be so Can I just great. shout out my boy Matthew? Um, he got a shorted in the stick, raw raw deal for him. But I, I believe he's first off the bench to those Matthew believers out there. So just to hang tight, hang tight for Chris Mormon to tank, like I'm fully expecting. Yeah, it, the second Taylor quits midseason, you're, you're in, Matthew. I have I would have no problem with that at this point. If Taylor quits again, it's it's curtains for him. All right, well, let's get started. That's enough chit-chat, yeah. right? Yeah, let's get into... Why, why are they here today, Nick? Why we're really here is this is a just a town hall preview so that we can be thinking about important things. My vision here, um, you know, going not as a commissioner, but just as an administrator trying to... I'm an organizer. It's I have no power, but I'm trying to organize this thing so that we can just be in it and live amongst it and never have to look at the Constitution never have to deal with all these rules and stuff because it's just going to be the reality of the life that we live in this fantasy league. So as I'm putting together this constitution, the last town hall we had last July, it was a town hall where we came with a lot of rules and we would read through it and then ask the league who, who opposes and no one would really oppose. And then we would approve a rule. This is such a, from the ground up build with this dynasty league that the rules top to bottom are going to have to have a lot of input. It's not just going to be, well, here's what I think and then have people approve it. Like we need a lot of input. And so as you're listening to this as a member, and I hope every single person is like, we need you to actually think about this tomorrow. If you're listening to this on your morning commute or in the workday before noon or something like that, we need you thinking about each of these points. Take a sticky note, Take a sheet of scratch paper as a math teacher, you know, and just write down these bullet points and just be like, I'm going to take 20 minutes and I'm going to Google these things to figure out what I think is best or what makes the most sense to me. So let's just start running through some of these rules. May I quote my boss, Katie Fitch, real quick? Mm -hmm. Um, I was applying for Young Life jobs and she told me, hey, McKinney Young Life's a beast, but Lake Highlands, that's a mammoth. And I think that's what we're dealing with with this upcoming town hall. Last year might have been a beast, but this year is a mammoth. So take it seriously. Yeah. We actually, like, really, really want input. If we get to town hall tomorrow and you're like, oh, I don't know. I didn't listen to the pod. I didn't, like, we're not looking for listeners here. We're looking for people who are actually going to put the time in. Although, Clicks does put money in our pocket. 
We got to be honest about that. Yeah. Every time someone listens, we make $5,000. Yeah. So um, keep it on repeat when you go to sleep. But anyway, let's let's run through some of these things. Okay. The first thing we need to talk about in terms of dynasty is the active roster. The active roster is made up of the starting lineup, the bench players, and the injured reserve. So I'll just start by saying, you know, last year we were running with a one QB, two running back, two wide receiver, two flex, defense, starting lineup. What is that, seven? I didn't, no, I didn't no, check no. your math. QB, six. It's, it would be eight. It'd be eight. Yeah. So that's eight players in our starting lineup. We know, you know, typically in a, in a redraft in a keeper league, you're dealing with 14, 15 active roster spots. Top to bottom, bench IR, starting lineup. When you go to a dynasty, that increases dramatically. That can be anywhere from 22 to 36 players. It could be more, it could be less. Um, that size is, is really up for us to determine. And so that's not something where I want to come in and be like, hey, I'm thinking 26. And we're all like, yeah, I approve. Let's think about like what makes the most sense. What do we want the active active roster size to be? But that ultimately boils down to we have to look individually at starting lineup, bench players, and injured reserve. I'll start with the easiest thing. Let's just start with injured reserve and get that out of the way. Just in my opinion, we have done the past two years a COVID IR where you can only put them on IR if they're on COVID. In a dynasty, like I just I don't think that a player getting injured should be something that penalizes you when you're not in a redraft. Like you're holding on to players for you could have a person on your team for eight years and never let them go. If they need to go on IR, they go on IR. I, I personally, I think at the bare minimum, we need to have two IR spots in our active roster because you need IR spots. I, I think you could up that to four IR spots and it would be fine. I don't see the reason in, in keeping the IR spot short. Can I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know what that would achieve i think it just penalizes you for having players that are injured but zach you're I'll, pu- I'll push back on the four four seems like a lot only because if you have a player that has covid or you have a player that got a two-week injury you have enough enough depth to be you i don't know if it, on a dynasty roster because of the amount of bench players you have you should have enough depth to back that up so i think the ir is probably more so used for the long-term injuries that normally you would drop person okay for. And that's a fine rebuttal. But that doesn't mean you're wrong. I'm no, just no, no, no. giving two sides of the coin. You know? Yes. There I think that's, that's a good transition into bench. Because Zach mentioned the bench. You know, if you have someone hurt for a couple weeks, a few weeks, or COVID or whatever, those are absolutely spots you could use for your bench. But in a dynasty, when you're stashing players, like you could stash a player knowing full well you're not going to start until next year. I don't think... You know, in a in a dynasty league, when Cullen's talked about this, like skill and knowledge go so far in a dynasty because you're having to do so much more research and upkeep with players. You could stash someone that you know full well you would never put in your starting lineup for a full year. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And so do we want those, like, are you, are you wanting to have to drop a, a deep tight end spot that you think is going to boom next year because someone got COVID and you need that bench spot? Like... I think you should be able to throw someone on your IR and not be penalized and, you know, you drop Mo Alley-Cox mm. the day that Jack Doyle, like, retires. Like, the, things like that where it's like, let's the less penalization, I think, the better. But that's Fair IR and, yeah, let's, and bench. Let's get to the fun. Let's get well, to the, the starting lineup, The right? starting lineup, 
that's something that we can play around with. That's going to be tough to decide on, I feel like, too. Yeah, that's – I mean, there are a lot of things we could – you know, do we – the fun topic that I think people are, are bringing up is super flex. For those that don't know, super flex is where you can flex a quarterback, which I think just drastically changes – our initial draft, like we're so used to running backs being drafted first um, for like basically the first full round where I, I think we would get out of the first six players in a super flex league and they would all be quarterbacks. I think it just changes things so much from the the norm that we've set and we've practiced and we're all used to that it seems dangerous doing that. Like if you want to be in two leagues and you want to have a super flex league for fun and like $20 buy-in, whatever – I just feel like Superflex is one thing going into this that I don't that just seems like so much change but what do you think before we I actually surprisingly agree with you. I think there is a lot of change. I'm fine not doing a Superflex, but I'm down to talk about it more at the yeah. town hall, but I think the this side of Superflex would just be you have so many I mean, you're you might be starting some bad players if you don't have a Superflex, but that's just finding the diamond in the rough. So yeah. And that's where Zach's talking about starting bad players. Our our starting roster doesn't have to be bigger than eight. Mm-hmm. We can we can keep the same starting roster, but you know, do we want to add, you know, three wide receivers instead of two wide receivers? Do we want to have three flexes instead of two flexes? I don't think it would be smart to add a three running backs demanding people start. Oh, three that would be backs. horrible. That yeah, would be- I actually like the idea of three, three wide wide receivers. I don't know how I feel about flexes, but that kind of gets on the topic of tight end premium as well. Yeah. So we gotta be thinking about that yeah. if we And we'll talk it. about we'll talk about the scoring system later and get to tight end premium, but Or even having a tight end in general. Yeah. Do we want do we want our starting lineup to include a fixed tight end spot? You know, in a dynasty, is that something where yeah, like you you're in a dynasty. Like you gotta be thinking about tight ends. And you got to be paying them some kind of attention because you have a de- like a demand at the tight end spot fixed in your lineup. Or do we want to keep it just as a flex? Like tight ends are optional. That's something we can think about going forward. So think about that yourself. Do some re- research. Defense. Yeah. Do we want defense? Do we want defensive player? IDP. I don't know about that. But I'm just saying. Yeah, these are things to be thinking about. Bring um, it up at Town Hall if you want it. Yeah. So that's active active roster um if you're having so we have on here i'm looking at nick just kind of typed up a spreadsheet to have a basis he got it from another some other uh constitutions and stuff but let's say you have you know 18 players 11 on starting seven on bench you have the injury reserve like what kind of players would you be expecting to keep on that bench like obviously sammy Watkins, he's every like he's yeah he's not going to be anywhere like he's going to be on a team is what i mean yeah he's going to be on a on a like bench. He, on a bench, that's what I'm going to say. McCole yeah. Hardman, he's going to be on a bench. What What are other players? Like, have you looked into that at all? Like, who, no, who's I on mean, a bench? some deep players is like Randall Cobb probably would never be on the waiver wire. Uh, who could you expect to see on the waiver wire then? I think no one. I'm just I don't think no one. I think it would be players that people get frustrated with. You know, like you might see a Michael Gallup end up on a waiver wire and you're like, yeah, I'm going to stash him on the off chance that he, he like really becomes one of the the like go-to guys in doubt like maybe a cedric wilson would even be more yeah. likely to see yeah I, I mean i think i think ultimately based on transitioning from redraft and keeper leagues the waiver wire is not going to be nearly as active and it's going to be a lot more trades which is what we all love like 
anyone who's anyone is going to be stashed most likely. And I think that's there's a beauty to that because I think people get saved by the waiver wire. And if you want someone who, like, you need to plug someone in your lineup. You got to trade a draft pick. Yeah, you got to trade or it's like you've got eight bench spots. How do you not have someone to plug in? Like, you shouldn't be able to go just pick up someone and plug them in a starting lineup from the waiver wire unless it's someone who just blows up out of nowhere. Okay, well, let's say someone does blow up out of nowhere. mm -hmm. How are we getting those players? Fab? Yeah, that brings us to a fab budget. I think in the dynasty, we've been working on a $200 fab budget. And ultimately, almost every week, I think people are tying for bids here and there, uh, whether it be a $5 bid, a $10 bid. I think if we want to keep a $200 fab budget for the offseason, that's fine. We have a much longer offseason. There is no offseason. It's the X season, right? There, there's. You don't just need $200 to stretch four months. You need an amount of money to stretch 12 and I think maybe upping that fab budget to 500 or 1,000 fab, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, I have so much more money, I'll get so many. No, like everyone has the same amount. It's, it's how finite can you get with the percentages that you're bidding from your fab budget on players. And so fab budget, that's something to keep in mind as we get to town hall. Do we want to up that? Do we want to keep it at 200? What do you think? I'll do whatever Austin does on that one. Yeah. I I, I think about Austin every time I say one of these. (laughs) I I really do. Just like, oh my gosh, can we just draft? And it's like, hey, bud, we got some rules. We got to nail them down. So that's fab as we, you know, are free agency, not auction. What do they call it now? Free agency. We don't use the word auction. Yeah. No, I'm thinking... Shoot. Anyways, there's another word for it. We'll we'll come up with the terminology so we don't get soft canceled. But all right. Off season trades and free agency. This is something since we just talked about free agency. Do we want free agency to exist in the off season? You know? Do we like for example, today, Jack Doyle announced retirement. Someone if if no one was stashing stashing Mo Alley Cox, which realistically someone would be but let's say hypothetically he was a free agent do we want someone to just like first come first serve serve go grab mo alley cox or do we want to like not have free agency during january through you know june is that something where free agency won't exist but trade still will so mo alley cox is going to come down to like a draftable pick in the in the rookie draft where you're actually like you're not drafting a rookie you're drafting mo alley cox somewhere Hmm. that's something to be thinking about yeah i mean you are coming from the same guy that did push for this season to have a rolling rolling waivers which is not like revisionist history just a bad look on him but um yeah i like the idea i like the idea of being able to put my phone on do not disturb during the workday and not having to stress about sleeper notifications for the 16 weeks of the season my phone oh, yeah. will never go on do not disturb but yeah i don't hate that yeah idea. during the off season do we want to be glued to it so we can see that jack Doyle retired yeah, like i don't right, think right. so but let's think about it moving forward um here's another thing we got to talk about um the draft date and how we want to handle this this starting draft because the vision right now is the NFL draft is from April 28th to April 30th. We're thinking 
Well, let's have our startup dynasty draft somewhere mid to late April. And then the NFL draft would happen. And then a couple weeks later, we would have our rookie draft, where we would draft all the rookies that weren't included in the startup draft that just happened. Now, that is something that we can absolutely do. There is another thing we could do since we're starting up the dynasty. We have to think long term here. Is it better for us to start a dynasty with everyone where they are, rookies included, and just draft mid-May? And just put it off a couple weeks and then not have a rookie draft this first year so that we can, we can just establish the Dynasty League, the foundation of the Dynasty League, as, as safe, not as safe as possible because that would be waiting until August and I don't think any of us want to do that. But do we want to wait to draft our initial draft with Fab until after the rookie draft. And the only reason I say that is because the rookies typically are drafted in order from last season's performance. Like that is how it will be going forward. And so think about it. We have our initial draft and then that's for sure auction. Okay. I don't think anyone wants a snake for the initial draft. The initial one's for sure auction do we want the rookie draft two weeks later to just be auction again? I mean, people will just bid 200 on this year's Jamar Chase. Like, in order to get that person, like... Hey, Austin would have bid 200 on Devontae Smith, not Jamar Chase. Okay. For what it's, for what but it's, that's, it's still going to take strategy. But I will say, um, I've agreed with you on most points at this point, Nick. I would prefer, as a two-draft guy, I'm in the two-draft camp, I think... And everyone come with this is one of the more important opinions I think we all need to have going into the town hall. So if you want to highlight that somehow, Nick. Oh, absolutely. It. It's one but, of the, this is this is the big one. Yeah. But I'm a two draft guy just uh because I want to know kind of what it's like to do rookie draft. Like I like the idea of like figuring it out. And <clears throat> I think as far as like drafting goes and not making that second draft an auction, we could. Now it's crazy. This is crazy, Nick. Call me out. But what if we like what if we voted on who we thought had the worst team coming out of the auction draft? I, I don't know. Or we had a, a panel of six people that we trust their fantasy opinion vote. It could be fun that way is all I'm saying. Let's get the old members. Yeah, something like that. And it could be anonymous. <laughs> and it could be, be anonymous. Yeah. It could be anonymous yeah. Like who deserves yes, the first bro. pick? Yes. So that's, I'm just saying we can have fun with it. And I like the idea of two drafts just because like, that's kind of the that's kind of dynasty for you. So. Yeah, I, I think we need practice with drafting rookies. And I think... If we did do the two drafts and we had a rookie draft, I think that sets us up well in season to understand the value of draft picks, where we can start trading draft picks. Because if we if we just start off and we have no idea like how valuable is a second round seventh pick really, like if we don't know that from this first initial rookie draft, then we're just going to it's going to be up to our own our own opinion, which is fine. It's up to your opinion if you want to waste. If you want to go trade a second, third, and fourth round pick for, you know, T. Higgins, fine by me. That could maybe really screw you later. So, I mean, it, the, it's tough. The, do we want to draft before we the for rookie sure draft? Make it a snake, yeah. Because in North, do you always do rookie drafts a snake or no? rookie drafts? I don't know if they're snake or if they're truly just like, I feel like repeating just regular, like Actually, regular draft. I don't know. We gotta look into that. I have no idea. Yeah. So that's something to think about. How do we want the the rookie draft? Um, process to look outside of this first year. But draft pick trading in season, that's something where 
there I think there are two camps. I'm always the safer play. Do we want this first year to be like, hey, we're in a dynasty. There's so much change. We're trading all season. Like there is no off season. Do we want to be able to trade draft picks this first season? Because some people could really screw themselves. Chris. And not just people screwing themselves. You're you're setting like I can't imagine someone trading like a first and second to the best team in the league who should be having a down year the next year because of a bad rookie draft. And it's like, no, they just got a first and a second. Like, do we want to just slow down on the draft pick trading and just say, let's hold off for one year, and then after next year's rookie draft, sure, trade draft picks. Who cares? You know, but do we just want to be safe with it and say, let's outlaw draft picking or draft trading for one year? Well, we're all in a dynasty league for a reason, so... I disagree with that, but I guess that's why we all got to come to the town hall. Yeah, with the and tank. I'm not, I'm not really taking a side here. I'm just, I'm you're, trying you're, to provide two trains. Yeah, of thought. yeah, I agree with it. I'm, I'm appreciative of your trains of thoughts. Yeah. So that kind of brings us, since we're talking about you know draft picks and things like that, we need to talk about draft order. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. God but bless you. Do we want somebody in a twelve man league? To be able to just tank. Do we still want to have a toilet bowl for the people at the bottom of the league? Um, If someone just tanks to the 12th spot to get that number one overall pick, is it that much of a benefit where we need to be like, no, you can't tank, Uh, you know, draft picks are determined this way. We could have a lottery between the bottom four picks. We could... That would be fun. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways we could go about it. Or just the winner of the toilet bowl. Like something like that. Yeah, winner of the toilet um, bowl. You might get a little bit of pushback from a guy that n- his city named their star player the process, but I, I yeah. think that it should be. Or do way. we want to switch it up and say, hey, the toilet bowl actually is just going to work as a consolation. We're not getting the worst person, like lose your game, move forward, lose your game, move forward, lose your game, congrats, you're 12th. We could say the number one overall pick, once you're in that bottom bracket, Number one overall pick goes to, you know, the team that actually wins, not loses at all. Mm-hmm. Something to keep it competitive where tanking isn't an option. Like, you still have to achieve that number mm-hmm. one pick. I like it. So, a lot of different ways we can go about see, draft order. I still would love to see, um, you know, the Sean Bebos of the world having some kind of punishment because, you know, he, him or Chris Mormon are going to get last place. But we can talk about some kind of punishment later. Yeah, I think punishment's still a part of it. Okay. I'm just saying... Can someone be so bad that they just snag that one number one pick? Yeah, which nah, which is kind nah, of, nah. you know, that works in a dynasty because you got to work your way up, right? Or do we want to say no? You can't just throw it all away to get the one pick. Like you mm-hmm. have to, you have to try. Like you have to, you have to like work a little bit to get that one pick. So, draft order. Thinking about that moving forward, we got a lot of things here. So I I really do hope you're writing them down in some way or another, and you can go back and listen to this. We'll put it in the info. Um, next would be scoring system, and that's kind of where tight end premium comes in. Zach, you want to talk about just scoring system, dude? Defenses, tight end premium. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've played with the idea of four point, six point quarterback touchdown throws. I mean, this is kind of all things that we've had a discussion in our league since inception. Since its inception, um, I don't know what I most want. I think I'm kind of done with tight end premium. I don't. 
I think I'm I think I'm starting to be for just let's just throw a tight end on her team just because it's a dynasty. I think it's about that time. But yeah, tight end premium, uh full PPR, half PPR. I mean and obviously I think everyone's on the same page that we either wanna get rid of defenses and I I could see actually that working pretty well as we move into the dynasty, like the defenses just aren't that needy because they're not really something you can invest in. Like, oh yeah, the Rams have Aaron Donald, so they'll be good for a few years. Well, actually, that's not really how defenses work. So I feel like they kind of go against the idea of dynasty. But if we want to do individual defensive players, and if we do do defense, we'll for sure make it where it's like less a part of the outcome of the head-to-head match. Yeah, I think the volatility of defenses in terms of like – Hey, uh, this this team that your defense is playing, they've scored zero points. You have 10 points from your defense. And it's like, hey, they scored seven. You've got four points from your defense now. Like the volatility there, we can go in and we can change that to whatever we want. Um, you know, we could include yards, total yards as part of the scoring. Um, that's where it gets like we can really tweak it however we want with defense so that it it's like, hey, the most you could get from a defense is like five points. And the least you could get from a defense is zero. No negatives. Like, yeah. we could make it like that. Where or we just, just abolish it. Or we abolish it. If at that point it's going to be a five-point difference one way or another, do we want that deciding the outcome of a yeah. fantasy match? And do you really want to be thinking, with all the things you're having to think about with Dynasty, do you really want to be thinking about your defensive matchup every week? It just seems like, it seems, it seems kind of, it just doesn't seem, there's going to be enough, I guess defense was fun because of the research piece of it. Like week to week and having to like drop and add and fab and stuff, but in Dynasty League, I don't know if it's very conducive to the whole idea of it. Yeah. So or maybe in Dynasty, it's like, dude, this is this is so in depth. Like you got to have a defense. We know we're not doing kicker, so for the noobs, mm-hmm. we're just not doing a kicker. But defense, you know, scoring system in general with tight end premium, passing touchdowns. That's something to think about. Do we, I mean? I doubt we would want bonuses like this quarterback threw for over 300 yards plus three, like DraftKings. Or, yeah. I don't think we want anything like that. Um, but if you got the idea, throw it out there. Yeah. You I mean, this shot is... shot down by the, by the big wigs <laughs> of the league, but give it a shot, Chris. Yeah, Austin will crucify you, but give it a shot. Um, all right, next is schedule. I know this is something that I've complained about and Cullen's complained about, and I think Zach, too, where yeah, it's like... We had the three hardest schedules. Yeah, we're having to play... Like, I have to play Cullen and Zach twice every year, and that it just repeats year after year. And so there is the option where we can, we can create the schedule instead of randomizing it, where it's like, hey, after, after last year, uh, week one, first place plays second place, third place fourth. Um, we can have it based on last year's performance and standings, which I think would be cool and be fair. Um, Zach, I mean, do you have any thoughts about the schedule? It's a smaller thing, but it could be important. Yeah, it's how the NFL does it, so... I'm down to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay, we already talked about, um, you know, draft order determined by your position in your performance the year before. So playoff bracket. Ooh, should we expand the the playoffs? Expand the playoffs from six in a 12-man league? Or do we want to cut down to four? Or you have a play-in tournament? I mean, the play-in tournament is just doing good in the regular season like i it's all up it's all up for debate but what do we want the playoff bracket to look like do we want to continue on with the six in six out okay um and then we probably want to reseed like the nfl does it i don't think we did that no we may have already done that 
We did reseeding yeah, this we last did year. Okay, yeah. And I don't know how we felt about it. I like a reseed. Okay. I mean, whether you reseed or whether you don't reseed, it's it's random either way. Like it's you're either gonna get shafted one way or you're gonna get shafted the other. So Facts. there's no the only other thing we could go to is if you're the one seed, like let's say hypothetically, we get six people in the playoffs. One seed and two seed get buys. Three plays six, four plays five. The only thing we could do, because two teams would move on from that, is allow the one seed to choose who he wants to play. Like, that's the only thing we could do. I love, love that. I'm glad you said that. Like, that would be kind of cool. I absolutely believe one seed should choose who they play. I also like a world where, because I think that, like, creates trash talk and rivalries and, and drama really like you're like i'm going to play yeah. you yeah i think that's, ass. i want i want that very badly i think that's an imperative thing we vote on and also i think if you did go to seven teams you just make a one instead of doing a play in like i said mm-hmm. you just have one buy and then six teams play each other but well six teams playing each other wouldn't really work out because three teams would move on yeah well, so then you get it no three teams would move on and then you have one player in a buy you only have mm-hmm. one buy, and mm-hmm. so that one would choose from the three that won. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I kind of like two buys because it gives everyone a chance, but just throwing it out there. That's kind of that's just how the NFL does it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. Um, we will talk about that. And then the final point, which we really, really have to think about because this is kind of what killed our league last year, is how are we going to handle mid-season, and I'm talking NFL season, and off-season NFL season, like mid-season and off-season rule changes i think off season you know that could be something where it's like a simple majority like let's say seven seven out of 12 have to say yes um mid-season i think just being like yeah majority like they can decide that's something where changing a rule mid-season once we voted on everything in the off season i think that's got to require more i don't know if that's a super majority like 75 percent, which would be nine out of 12 if it needs to be 10 out of 12 mid-season. I mean, mid-season rule changes, that's something where we've got to figure out, because I know this league demands it every year, especially with trade hour. It's like, how do we even bring something to a vote? Can anything go to a vote? Because Commissioner had too much power last year where he, he got he to can. decide if something was brought yep. to a vote. Yep. Do we want anything to be brought to a vote? And then what's the majority have to be? I just think it has to be higher higher majority in season. Yeah, it could be, you know, six or seven people have to agree for it to go to a vote, and then it needs nine to actually be ratified, as the U.S. government would put it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, just mid-season. So I think that's the most important, because we've got to figure out off-season voting, I would just say majority, because uh, we're running through all this stuff. Like, town hall tomorrow, we won't vote on anything. We will just select basically our, how do we want to, what do we want the choices to be with active roster? What do we want the choices to be with bench, IR, uh, scoring, all this stuff? And then we will bring stuff to a vote in a text and see if it gets a majority or it doesn't. But I think one thing we have to demand, which we didn't do last year, was all 12 have to vote. Like, you can't just have seven people vote and it gets... Or you get sanctioned. 12 vote or sanctions. Explain that. Chris Mormon, you don't vote, you get sanctioned. You lose an eighth-round pick this year in the rookie draft. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, if you're not voting and stuff. Sanction, I mean, it's sanction, sanction. It's, it's inexcusable, and we'll give it 24 hours for a vote, but 
you can't be ruining like the process of law. And if you have seven people vote on something and five of them are in favor of a rule change, but you don't get the majority because five ignored it, like that's just not, it's not fair. It's not cool to the people who are trying to stand behind these rule changes and promote them for the betterment of the league. So it's a must. We've got to figure out what's the majority off season, what's the majority in season. So um, that's the town hall preview. I know it was a lot. If you need to go back and re-listen, God forbid you weren't writing notes during this whole thing. But these are things we need to be thinking about going to town hall. I do not want to have to explain 36 minutes worth of stuff in a town hall meeting before we even start arguing or just, you know, having a dialogue about what's better, what's not. I want you to come in with opinions, please, so that this can run smoothly and we can get in and out in an hour and a half rather than three hours and people are just tired by the end and like, I agree, I agree, I agree. Like, we really want to set up the best dynasty possible with the best rules possible. So let's put in homework in the next, like, 24 hours to research this a little bit, at least think about it. Okay, so that you know what we're going to talk about come town hall at seven o'clock tomorrow. Zach? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We have a special treat. Um, Now that we're through with the town hall preview, we're just going to call and check in on the three new members. So let's see who picks up first. All right, first question as we have Max Anderson on. Hey, Max. Max. Howdy, wait, what's up? Hey, hey, Max, how can you just talk about um, you having had the same name as the principal from from Billy Madison? How has that been? What led you to do that? Talk us through it. Yeah, Max Keeble. I don't know, man. Uh... But speaking of names and naming kids, you know, uh, something that we're all thinking about these days, mm. you know, pretty, pretty intensely, huh, Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do have two mm-hmm. dogs. They both have names, but you never know if someone new will join. You the never know. You just yeah. keep those names in your back pocket, the good yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's a question for you, Max. Uh, opposite mm-hmm. should, be, should be a softball question. Why don't you go ahead and explain to me the difference between a redraft keeper and Dynasty League? Well, honestly, Nick, uh, when people say redraft, I don't really know what that means. That just seems like a regular fantasy league where you redraft every year. Okay. There you go. Keeper, you just you have like a set number of players that you keep. Dice, you keep everyone. You only do what you draft. Okay. Nice. Max. Killed it. Max, tell me Thank about you. your history with fantasy football leagues. Are you an overachiever? I remember Sean came in thinking he would light up the league. There's still no evidence of that. Um, so don't be too overconfident because it will come back to bite you if you lied to us, like Sean obviously did. But tell us about your history of fantasy football. Um, it's I mean I I would say I've been pretty successful. It's uh, honestly not that hard, mm-hmm. you know. Like tell, tell me how you got you, to those successes. Is well, it so, is it so homework? You, is you, it paying attention? What? It's, it's homework. Yeah, it's a lot of homework. It's a lot of paying attention. And then it's it's paying attention to people like you, Zach, that like have a hard on for Josh Jacobs and are willing to trade him mm-hmm. for like you know anything. You know you're willing to trade anything to get him. So yeah, it's just you know noting those things. So you're talking Dang about you're talking bro. about manipulation being a really big part of fantasy football because I agree. 
not necessarily manipulation because I think I think Sean would say that because like I don't know Sean like loves just like trying to get in people's heads about stuff mm-hmm. but just like knowing you know who favors who I guess not necessarily not necessarily trying to change their mind but just like you know knowing that Zach really likes a player or that Nick really likes a player like any 49ers running back ever mm. Mm. I mean Zach had a trade of that last season yep Raheem Mostert mm. yep <laughs> right before he went down um max we will uh we'll just leave you with this what are you most what are you most excited about just moving into this league in general and then what are you most excited about going into a dynasty i mean we're all transitioning into a dynasty for the first time so hit us with this league and what this league means and then the dynasty so the league you know, it's a lot of guys that I know. Some guys I don't know, but a lot of guys that I know. So I think trading is going to be a lot of fun. Um, normally in fantasy leagues, I don't know everyone. And so trading is always kind of weird. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that. And with the whole dynasty thing, I don't know. I feel like my team is just, it's always just so close. Like, mm-hmm. It's just right there every time. And so, like, with the Dynasty League, it's not like it's all gone at the end of it, you know? Wow. It's like, wow. wow, my team's still sick. That's how I feel. That's beautiful, bro. Um, can I ask one more question? Are sure. we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Max, you are um, you're playing someone in the league. You got a week coming up, and you're excited for playing this person. You're like, oh, finally, I get a break in my schedule. Finally, I get a free win. Who is that player? Or who is that team? No doubt it's Austin. Okay. No doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I'm curious what everybody will say. Do y'all, do y'all disagree with that at all? I So here's the thing is I've had like pretty good success in the league. I've gotten fourth, second, fourth, second. Like I've, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I, I really, really want the, the number one overall. Fourth, second, fourth, second. You didn't get second this past year. So you went in reverse order just now? Yes, I went second, fourth, second, fourth. Okay. Um, I have had, you know, great records. I have the highest winning percentage in the in the old league. Everything is a blank slate moving forward. Yeah, highest winning percentage, most points for the <laughs> Eric and Austin have had some pretty down years, and they have my number, dude. Like. They just beat me, and I I can't really? explain. So they just they just catch you when you're down. Yeah, I play down in my competition. I think. Yeah, I would say I would. I'm most excited to like. I feel like we added a free win in Chris Mormon. Um, I also I gotta be honest. Yeah, Eric, that's like, true. I get excited to play Eric, um, because I do typically beat him. No offense, Eric, but I did beat you both times this year. And then Cullen, I get excited because he just has a string of bad luck against me. I have no idea why. It's, I feel like Cullen's got to be good at fantasy, though. He, he eh, overrated. He knows so much, overrated. but he's so addicted to trading that he will trade for the sake of trading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on a trade, he loses just so he can get a dopamine hit. Yeah. You don't want to face Cullen at the beginning of the year. But at the end of the year, by the time okay. he's traded all of his – Actually – No, he's better. No, no, no. Yeah, let me rephrase Middle that. of the year is bad. You don't want to – Yes. He has this run, you know, makes some great trades, great draft, has a great team, makes trades that loses all of his players um, because he just is going on a whim. And then he can get that trade. He can get the momentum back, but a lot of times it's too little too late. It's like weeks, well. weeks seven through 11 for him are rebuilding. 
every year. Yeah, like yeah. It's crazy. he starts great, tries to trade to get better, and his team's not good until he's in the toilet bowl. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's fun. Um, I will. I will change my answer to Zach. I get excited to play Zach because Ooh. I don't. I don't. Um, fantasy Zach is this mythical, just abhorrent creature. And I'm a giant. I, no, you're not a giant. You're you're a dwarf that looks in a mirror that distorts your size. And he's always a little brother. He thinks know? he's so big and bad, and he talks so much shit. And then every like most of the times, I mean, I don't I don't want to be fact checked on this, but I feel like when I play Zach, I beat his ass, and then he has to shut up for like a week until he beats someone else. And that's just the best best feeling in the world. Let me just take. Zach, what, Zach, what I heard what Nick just said is he doesn't want to fact check that. I don't know if he's ever like how often he actually beats me. I, I'm, I don't want to say beats his ass. Like I don't want him to be like, bro, you only beat me by four. It's like if I beat Zach with as much shit as he talks, I'm so happy with it. Like I, it's, yeah, I get that. You know, Principal Anderson, what were you gonna say? Uh, who has won this league before? Who are the, the winners? The three people that left, and then Taylor. Yeah. Taylor won it his okay. first year. So playing. we're basically uh, play, you're playing with a bunch Taylor. of rejects. Yeah. I wanted to touch upon Taylor in this call and kind of, uh, you know, y'all's feelings towards him going into this season. Short leash? He's sporadic. Um, he's just a sporadic guy. So, uh, okay. yeah, he. I think I just got to, I got to realize that and not take anything he does in the moment to finite or too serious because mm-hmm. the next day he probably won't even remember that it happened or he'll fight tooth and nail that he actually didn't say the things he said yeah so, and so i think i'm just I think, coming with okay. a new a new understanding this year is what yeah I'm and with. i think i think a lot of the people in the league are at that point i think taylor needs to realize that he rides a, an emotional roller coaster that hits highs and lows and he needs to understand he changes his mind like the wind and He's got to realize that so that he can, in the moment, chill chill the hell out a little bit, okay? Um, if he were to quit at any point in this dynasty, that is strike two and three. Um, kiss of death. Yeah, it's the kiss of death. He yeah. And he would be kissing himself, so yeah, no one to blame but him at well, that point. Why am I kind of scared to play Tay? Is that, should I be? Uh, He's created some monster teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but okay. this, but last year when his team sucked, he left. So I don't know what okay. he would have done with it. Okay. Who knows? Any more questions, boys? No. Do you have any questions for us? One last nope, one. That maybe? was it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, oh, Max- wait, wait, wait. Actually, uh, do you? Ah, uh, man, you're probably not going to give me any tips. But any tips? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head. Oh wait, wait, wait! wait. One, one thing I wanted to touch on: yeah. uh, auction draft. Awesome, uh, done it one time, and I think it was for a guillotine league, uh-huh. which is fake anyway. Yeah, so. we were we were in that. So I would, I would, I'll touch on auction draft, and then I'll give you my one tip. Auction okay. draft, I would get in as many mocks as possible. Just start, mm-hmm. you know, which is going to be hard in in March and April. Um, play against robots if you have to, but like you. I would also look up as many people as you can um, just to get different different views and opinions. Look up their auction draft prices, even if it's from last year, so that you can see okay. like, oh, they were spending you know, $65 on Christian Kirk. 
They're spending Whoa, 40... Christian McCaffrey? No, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having, Big Aggie fan I'm having an Emeretto sour. But yeah, Christian Kirk. I would spend 65 on Christian Kirk. That's my tip. Spend 65 on Christian Kirk. But Christian Kirk is expensive. Okay. Yeah, the... the I think the big tip is like to get a real good feel for, all right, there's tiers. Like there's tiers to all this. There's like a tier one running back and they, that might just be, might just be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Let's not give him everything. I just do some, do some really good research, even if it's from last year's auction draft prices. So just mark it up. And if you want to look at what not to do, just look at Eric's 2019, 20 or 2020 draft, which really honestly wasn't that bad in hindsight, but it's not what you want to do. Yeah. Crazy ricochet shot right there. Um, yeah, there's different strategies. Look up different auction draft strategies. And make sure you ask okay. Eric what not to do. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Yeah. My okay. tip. My tip is when people send you trade offers, don't go gut. Go research. I disagree. Okay. Yeah, that's gotten Zach really far. All right. Hey Max, we've we've loved having you on. I'm really excited because you have a lot of questions. Seems like you're really really amped about this yeah. league. I gotta say something to them offline. So. Let's okay. Let's I'll end the on. recording here. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Good to have you, Don't Max. Hang up. All right. We now welcome onto the podcast my brother, my little brother. So get ready, Lee, because he's got a little brother mentality. Chris Mormon, welcome on, bud. Hey, Chris. Hey, let me just start you off with uh, a soft toss of a question. Um, as Nick's little brother, would you like to speak to maybe what he's meant to you over the years, or just how much you're about to? in your opinion, destroy him in fantasy. Just just talk about Nick for a little Either bit. Either one, like the things, the ways I've influenced you and loved you Or well. just how much you yeah. like really can't stand him. We'll let you take it. Yeah, Zach, you're a little brother, so you know, but uh, I feel like I could, I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too real because he's a great big brother, but I feel like we haven't been in real fantasy leagues with each other in a long time. And I always feel like I've, I feel like I've been better than him in pretty much all of them. And it's funny that y'all have a podcast now and he's like the commissioner of this league we're about to do. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do no. not use the C word yeah, we're, on the podcast. I'm not a commissioner. Leave that out. Leave that out. I'm not a commissioner. I'm an administrator and an organizer. Administrator? I have all no right. power, all right? I don't know about that. You're the number one guy. I'll, I'll just say that. And I don't know if you've ever beat me in fantasy, and I'm very excited that we're in a real, like a very real league. And I, we were talking a while back, but every league that I've been in, there's two or three people who just like stop caring week three. They don't, they don't talk to anyone. They don't do trades. They don't set their lineups, and it's really annoying. And the fact that we're going to do this dynasty league, like I'm pumped. I know I was voted in like one of the last few, and the y'all very, been doing very fantasy last. for a very, few years. Very very last. Yeah, actually, someone was very voted last. in before you, and they didn't get ratified. Well. I'm just excited that, like, I know how much I care about fantasy, and if I'm the last pick, like, it's got to be pretty decent. You know, like, I always care, and if I'm the last pick, that means everyone else should care. So, mm. it'll be good. That's awesome, man. Thanks for That's thanks a for good answering. word. Yeah. It gets me hyped up. Yeah, I forget. You knew the Nick similar to me whenever he didn't know much about football at all, and now look at him. So Yeah. yeah. Now, he's, now he's the C word, yeah. 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 The first time I ever played fantasy was in 2017 with Chris and Max, and... I didn't understand how to work ESPN's draft system, mm. and I couldn't figure out how to get my queue or auto-draft or whatever, and I accidentally auto-drafted Alvin Kamara in the fourth round as a rookie. Genius. So 
Yeah, he, he was he was there. Genius. He was there from my uh, my inception. So, Chris, I've got a question for you. Um, you're on the town hall preview episode, which is a very important episode, and I hope you listen to it tomorrow and take notes and figure out what you wanna what what you want to talk about rule wise in the town hall. We've laid it yeah. all out, um, but you were actually on the last town hall preview um, as we were looking oh, forward to the draft. Shoot. Do we have his quote? I do have his quote. Oh, um, no. This is bad, Chris. We asked you, hey, you're sitting at pick 1-1, one, one, right? You yeah. got the number one pick overall. Who are you picking? And do you remember who you said? I, I do, yeah. Who'd you say? I said Zeke. I said Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> and, ha- and how long did it take you to say that? It took me a bit. It took yeah. me too long, but I, I did say it. Okay, yeah. so how do you feel about that pick? And are you going to pick him one one this time? I'll say I'll say this. I'll ask both of you right now. Like, if you could go back to that time and I could have asked you that question, Nick, what would you have said? I would have said Christian McCaffrey, Chris. Okay, is back you? Cooper Cup. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> I think you would have said McCaffrey as well. And I'll just say this, like, it might not have been the best pick. Like, I didn't, I hadn't done a ton of research at that time, so I didn't know as much as y'all. Like, Zeke ended up finishing, like, six in overall yards, had 1,200. Like, McCaffrey, I know he was hurt for a lot of the games, but he didn't even finish in the top 50. And I did research after that podcast, and in our league, I ended up with the seventh pick. I don't know if Zach was in this league, but Nick definitely was. I ended up with the seventh pick and drafted Jonathan Taylor, and he ended up being the number one one at the end of the year. Mm. So it wasn't as dumb as, like, everyone made it out to be. I'll it, just say that. It was dumb, but, yeah, you you kind of redeemed yourself. Also, I just want to say you redeemed yourself by popping off those stats, like, just off the off the cuff. So Over 1,200 yards, Zeke. Jonathan Taylor had 600 more yards than the number two person. Are, are you <laughs> online right now? Like, what's going on? You talking all-purpose or rushing? Just rushing. Okay. Damn. That's, That's pretty crazy. crazy. I know. It was like eighteen fifty, the next person was like twelve hundred, so um well we brought up the one one idea. That kind of leads us into a question we asked asked Max earlier. Actually we didn't ask this to Max earlier. No, we did about auction. Have you what's your experience with auction? What do you know about it? You looking forward to that piece of this? Talk about auction. Are you saying option? Auction, as in auction. auction draft. Auction draft, like we. Yeah, don't... I'm not. I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I I don't know what all will be brought up in this town hall meeting, but mm. I definitely I'm not a fan of auction drafts. Okay, never That's... done or want to do one. Strike okay. one. I think. Okay, well, you say strike one. I think a lot of people were opposed to auction initially, but we decided to try it, and then people. I remember people being like, "Yeah, I was not a fan of auction, but I will never want to go back to snake mm. again." So just, it's the first time. I don't think has anyone in this league done dynasty before at all. No, nope. So I don't. I don't think we should add because I know some of these people haven't done auction. I've never done auction. I don't like if it's our first time ever doing dynasty. We don't need to add all this. Like no, 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 no. I, no. I hear you, Chris, but we're we are going on with a league that's done auction, and you're just kind of adding to it. So you are at a disadvantage for that. And we won't typically have auction. It will most of the time be. Just redraft or not redraft, but at most time will be like a rookie draft, which will go by picks, just like the NFL draft. But for the initial draft to get our initial team, we will be auctioning, and that's not going to be discussed. Yeah, that that won't be discussed. But I'll tell you, Chris, that 
having been someone who's done both snake and auction, auction is the fairest thing in the whole game because you have a budget and you have to decide how much of that budget you are willing to spend on someone. It is not fair for someone to get the number one overall pick and go draft Najee Harris or the number two and go draft Jonathan Taylor, whatever you want to say. Like, what does the number 12 pick get? The number 12 and 13? Like, who gives a shit? Someone just got Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor. And so it's a matter of, hey, I've got a... Who is the person who got Najee Harris? Who's their 24th pick? Yeah, it doesn't. But that's that's the thing, Chris, is this this comes down to more of a matter of skill and decision-making. You target the players you want to target. I remember, actually, Sean somehow ended up horrible in this league. But, I mean, and when I say horrible, I mean wretched. And whenever I say wretched, I mean it was embarrassing to the people that know him personally, like we know him. Um, and I think he'd be the first to admit it. And I don't know how Emily has been over the past few months since. I would imagine embarrassed. Um, yeah, I would imagine just very shameful. Um, but he, in the auction, he had a great auction draft. And he was just like, no matter what, and you, we found this out during the draft. It's not like he said it beforehand. But as he was bidding up on players, it was like, no matter what, I'm going to get Austin Eckler and Najee Harris on my team. He went full throttle on them, and he got them. He ended up trading them away and was done with them. But it can just allow you to target players and be smart. He made the right decisions on the front end, just the wrong ones on the back. It gives you the freedom, Chris, to not, like, if we're setting up a dynasty that's going to run hopefully decades, like if we're being completely honest, we're talking decades. Pass it down to your kids, man. Yeah, like, we, you want as little chance going into the foundation as possible. And the way you minimize that is by taking luck out of the equation. If people are given a budget, and I know you came into this conversation and you're, you're wanting to defend your point with, like, I'm not a fan of auction. The, if you're given a budget and you have to decide, do I want to bid one more dollar? That ultimately comes down to you and your decision. Like, I know. I've done, I've done fantasy for a lot of years now, and I've done, like, the simple redraft leagues. Like, I know it's been simple and I'm ready for this next step of Dynasty, but that's just, it's adding in another layer that, I, hear you. I I get that for you. I get it. I get it for you as someone who's never done auction that it's like another layer, another dramatic change. And what Max asked us at the end of his kind of phone call was, what are your tips for auction? What are your thoughts on auction? Um, I mean, it is just something that I would, I would go look up a lot of different people's auction draft um, prices, like mock auction draft prices and their budget for everyone. And even if it's last season, if it, even if it's the 2021 season, because those won't come out for a while for the 2022 season, just look them up and be like, okay, they were, they were willing to spend $65 on Christian McCaffrey, you know, like 55 on Dalvin Cook. People were down on Derrick Henry in the draft last year, $52. But, you know, Cooper Cup went for like 30 Like that's – no one expected him to do um, – no one expected him to do what he did this year, but like Cooper Cup went for like $30 last year probably. And so it's things like that where it's like, do you believe in in this new like Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford offense? If you do, bid 31. You got him. It doesn't come down to a draft pick. Like yeah, It comes yeah. down to skill and gut and research and all of these things where it's like this is the fairest way possible. So, like, how many times have you been in a snake draft where you're like, God, I hope this person falls to me. I hope this person falls to me. And then they get picked right before you. That's never going to happen. 
Like auction is the greatest thing in the world. So, and we know we're preaching to the choir right now, listeners. But I hope this re reinvigorates your love for auction. And Chris, we'll let you talk more at the town hall about that if you want to bring it up. But I just promise you, you're gonna I, get shot I won't down. bring it up. So let's after. I mean, I get that it's going to happen, so I'm just going to accept it. I, I get that it can be fun. I'll ask you one quick thing: like, when y'all have done that in the past, has the team have the teams been like pretty even? Like, is it more even than when snake traps happen, or is it? I think you're just at the always end of like it, way worse than everyone. At the end of it, you can look at teams and you can be like, yeah, if that person's team is bad, like they chose this, like they chose to build their team how they built it. Yeah, I think I, get it, that. I think it can. I think the the option of teams being more even is much more there. Um, but it, it really comes down to your skill and your research and what you've done. So, Zach? Yeah, I'll just – did, you did mention how you are excited to take the next step of <laughs> – next step for um, Dynasty Draft or the Dynasty League. Can you talk about that excitement, what, what your most – Excited for what you're most nervous about with that, with that on the come up. I've been doing research for a long time about dynasty leagues, as Nick knows now, <clears throat> extensively. Um, I think the main thing I'm like worried about, or the main thing I'm excited about, is like I talked about earlier, is like everyone caring. I have never been in a league. I've probably played fantasy like eight times, which isn't a ton, but in every league, there's always people who stop caring midway through, and it's really annoying. Um, so I'm excited to be in a league that's like legitimate where there's actual conversations and this dynasty league, I think is going to be, she's going to be different. I'm nervous because I haven't been in the league that y'all have never, I haven't even done a keeper league. So I'm very mm. new to all of this extra fantasy business. I haven't done an auction keeper dynasty, anything. So love it. I mean, and Max said something similar about just the competition, how everyone gets excited or everyone is into it and that just excites him. Um, yeah. but let me ask you on that. There's still probably people in this league that maybe you look down on fantasy. I'm not going to let you say your brother. And this will be the closing question. Yeah, But let's say, yeah. you know, you had a couple tough runs. You played a couple really good teams. You're on maybe a two, three-game losing skid. But you see a team coming up on the schedule, and your heart starts fluttering. You get excited. Um, you buy maybe even a, a nice bottle of wine on Saturday night, Saturday night as a little – because you know on Sunday night you'll be able to drink it. You didn't want to mess with the blue laws. Um, who is that team that is getting you excited? Because like you're like, oh, my dub. God, this owner is coming up. I'm going to beat Manager. their ass. This is an easy dub. I'm, I'm, I'm back on track after this week because I'm going to beat them. Who is that? In this league coming up, I have a, I'll, I have a few. I'll try to rank them. Three, probably, probably Zach. Honestly, okay. like I'd, I'd be pretty excited to play Zach too. Can, can you so, just a short why for each one? Thanks. Yeah, just like in the past, like I've been in leagues where Zach stops caring. Like it was probably A and M like 2019, 2018 probably. And I think like he was trading at the end with Sean, just like trades that did not make sense. Like Sean was probably paying him, whatever. I've just had experiences with Zach or he was the one who wasn't responding to trades and wasn't setting his lineup late in the season. So I'd put Zach three. My number two and one, I have no context. Like, I just think that I'll be excited to play them. That's that's Maldonado, not, Maldonado built, not built on evidence, just like gut instinct yeah. there. Love, it. Love yeah. it. Give it to us. 
but I feel better than even my third choice is Zach. Like, if I'm playing Maldonado, like, I'm, I'm popping cha- champagne like that Wednesday. I just, like, I, he's somebody who could drop a donut and it'd be, like, week seven. <laughs> Bro, uh, he does drop, like, 60-point weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll drop donuts. And I even, he'll be, like, 0-7, and, and that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, That's so true. Yeah. So popping champagne midweek for him, and then I think most excited, Eric Walker. I'm I'm marking it as a dub. I'm I'm, I'm going to do something that Sunday where I don't have to check fantasy because I've mm. I've already got I got that dub. You know. Yeah, mm. that's a hangout with Maddie Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> hangout with Maddie Day for sure. <laughs> and that Sunday, away. bro. I'm not, disturbed, not checking it. Yeah, that Sunday is just you know go to Austin Stone, go to Zilker. You don't even need to watch the games. It's just like you'll check sleeper when you go to bed at night and be like, yep, I won. Exactly. Lay my head on the pillow. No, like just confirm my belief that I got that dub and then just have a great night's sleep knowing that in six weeks I might play him again or Maldonado. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on the pod. We're excited about you being in the league. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I Can't got something to say offline, so – yeah. Uh, we're going to end it there? Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Hey, we now welcome on to the pod Joe Shear, uh, best friend of Nick Beckman, but not a Nick Beckman repeat. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's happening right now and what's happening while you're you're making this phone call, actually? Yeah, we're sitting we're sitting in the, the vet ER with, with our boy Gussie here. He's got a pretty gnarly cough going on, but... Think he's gonna pull through. Nice. Well, Thanks. hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. T's and pre- T's and P's up to Gus um, and y'all's little family while we uh, record this pod. It means a whole lot that you would call from the ER while you're at the vet with your dog. So we'll try and keep this really short for you. I know the league's looking at this and they're like, "Wow, that's some dedication." Um, Joe, Can I open t- your question for yeah, me. Yeah, I've yeah. been just Go doing ahead. that. Okay, Joe. Um, kind of funny situation here. <clears throat> You have a similar last name to the guy who you're kind of replacing in a sense. And not only are you replacing him in this situation, but you initially replaced him whenever it came to um, replacing the, Taylor last year. No, no, no. Mid-season. Replacing replacing him with Hannah, with your now wife, mm. Hannah. So yeah. just talk about, you know, maybe talk about that for a second. Don't, we don't want to say anything about another another man here, but just talk about what it's meant to you getting to be a part of this league and replacing other members of it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really strange that, you know, Will has the same last name as me. It's a, <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, seriously, we, you don't run to, into many guys with that, with that last name, but um, it's an honor. I don't know the dude, but... Um, you know, we share the same last name. Yeah. Um, he's he obviously yeah. a low performer, it mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah, between uh, just between guys here, because we know Wifey's not listening to the pod. Maybe she's in the ER with you. But you think bigger dub, uh, wifing up Hannah, or just getting into this league? What do you think? Uh, definitely wifing up Hannah. Okay. Um, so she's with you at the ER right now? Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's up, Tad? Really, really weird call that's happening. I'm so sorry. We have to get this pod out, and we just don't want a bad light shown on Joe here. Is this being recorded? 
Oh yes. yeah, it's being recorded for a podcast. <laughs> hey, let's get to the nitty gritty, Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, give us your thoughts on just starting a dynasty. None of, none of the members in the league have been in a dynasty. What do you think about moving to a dynasty and what that entails? I'm all for it, man. I think it's um, I think it's more commitment, um, and I think it I think it requires um, guys to have a little bit more. Um, knowledge of the game at the end of the day um, which is always a good thing when it comes to competition and uh, fantasy Um, ultimately I think it's a good thing moving away from just kind of season to season um, fantasy play into a more permanent situation yeah Mm, Joe you have a really soothing beautiful voice but let's let's liven it up a little bit you are on a two-game losing streak you're not feeling too good Um, you you just have had it rough the past couple of weeks, maybe a couple close games, whatever. But then you see something on the schedule and your heart begins to beat quickly. Um, you're getting excited because you see the player you're about to play, the team you're about to play is an easy dub. Who is that team and why? That's Duncan Tugman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's just because I know Duncan's not, he's not all in. Mm, that is, um, yeah. That's it. I'll just by the look in his eyes. Yeah, um, there's death behind those eyes. He's not. His heart's not in it. His yeah. heart is elsewhere. Yeah, that's gonna hit home with a lot of with a lot of the Zelodon members. I can tell you right now. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna be just firing shots at Duncan left and right tomorrow after they listen to the pod. Yeah, he deserves shots to be fired at him. <laughs> I agree. Can I, that's can I ask, do what? I can't. That's okay. Did, what do you say? I said, can I cuss on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Feel free. No, no, it's okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let let loose, buddy. No. We we do have 12 listeners, so. Yeah, we've got 12 listeners. No one's listening to this besides me. Hey, we're getting into this podcast at. What do you say? What do you say? We're getting in. What is this podcast? Is this going to be on Spotify? Yeah, Spotify, Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts, Tidal. Um like y'all are having some like um audio issues yeah yeah we've got we've got full bars here in plano um and strong wi-fi connection i don't know where this bed is but um can we have a question for tadlock just while we have her on yeah um hannah so um there's been a lot of with wives in the leagues um there hasn't always been a consensus of you know or agreement on like, hey, this is a good thing for people. Um, I don't really know how to ask it, but just tell me, Tadlock. Let me just cut to the chase. Like, how do you feel about Joe, Joe being in this league? Are you excited? Are you nervous about commitment issues? Like, just tell me what what you're feeling. Do you think he's going to win? Do you think he's a good fantasy player? Just give me your overall feel about Joe being in this league. Um, honestly, I don't understand anything <laughs> about fantasy. I. I don't get it. Uh, with that being said, I'm I'm really glad that you guys have a hobby. Seems <laughs> good for the heart. Um, and I don't feel like it affects me at all. I didn't even know Joe was in a league. But uh, again, kudos to all of you guys for having a hobby that I guess y'all spend a lot of time on. For having uh, our little game. Yeah, your little fun game. 
No, I know that sounds rude, but I, I am glad. It seems like it's something y'all enjoy, and I feel like girls don't necessarily have, like, I mean, we have sports, but that's not something that we get together and, and do and, and text about all day, every day. So it's it's nice that y'all have that. I'm glad y'all have it. Yeah, y'all have, yeah. like, dry shampoo and stuff, but we yeah, have Yeah, make... we, we talk about products. Like, yeah. No, like Laneige lip mask and you know stuff like that. Nick, sorry, I wear Laneige lip mask every night for my lips. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Actually, honestly, I mean, me and you could talk about products. I've got a, a full, amount. full. I've got toner, moisturizer, exfoliant. Like we, I, won't, I will never forget when I I used my Glossier Boy Brow on you, and it it. Was night day difference? <laughs> yeah, if you think I don't buy uh, just for men beard dye and use it on my eyebrows now about once a month, you're dead wrong. Because this I is do. news to me. I do. I'll show you in my bathroom. I keep it in my drawer. I'll dye it in front of you. I don't care. Uh, hey, um, Shears, we really appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for coming on the pod, even while Gus is having a, a rough time in there. Heard that for our boy Gus. Yeah, we'll Maybe have the whole league poop. praying, man. You just entered into a whole community of prayer warriors. Right. Um, <laughs> um, <listeners. laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, we honor. love you guys. I hope I see you all soon. Yeah, I hope to see you guys soon. Love you all. Love you all. Bye. All right, boys. That was the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. And girls, there might be some girls out there listening you never know if yeah emily or someone mm-hmm. like that is just lurking in the shadows yeah and hannah could send it out to Taylor's fight club to. and be yeah. like yeah yeah be like listen i was on this podcast yeah like, this yeah, is my big break know. i mean i don't know how fight club meets for six hours at a time but mm. maybe they'll spend maybe just an hour at their next one supporting the guys that they care about on this pod so thanks for listening we love you guys we'll see you tomorrow yeah and uh if i could just say one more thing just as he close Think about those rules, all right? Think about what we're going to be talking about at Town Hall because your insight is invaluable. And, you know, the ideas that Austin has and brings to the Town Hall are just as important as anyone else's. Um, They will be against the majority. Whatever the majority says, Austin will say the other way. But there's no commissioner. I'm just here to talk about the things that we need to talk about, and I've got no power. So... It's the power to the people. Y'all's ideas, y'all's votes are what's going to build and set the foundation for this league. So, Coming from a man that sounds a whole lot like a dictator right now. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you guys. I know my This man can't handle me. Dogs ain't lonely now. On Chicago's south of town. <laughs>